welcome to Notorious POD. This is episode 45. I'm your host, Big John Bass. Today, I'm joined by the hardest working man in the music scene. He is an original, a man who needs very little practice, from live performances to the radio, from the UK to Paris. It's a man with a vision who's blessed. And these days, it's his destiny to be on a mad one. It's my brother, it's Genesis Collage, Max. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like, I like that. I like that. You know I, was like, I got halfway through and I was like, I, I'm nearly at the whole album track list. I, I can't find a way to fit these in. I was like, I just have to. I'll roll with the ones I got. How are you, mate? You good? I'm good, man. I'm cool. I'm cool. You know what's really funny as well? I'm the kind of person who, when I've got a track list, I'll be like, I wonder if I can make this into a sentence somehow. Like, what? Like, will it work that way? Like, I'm always trying to think of, of ways. So, what you just did there, I've already done before. Like. Maybe I can try and yeah, get I was like, track list. And then when I got to it and I was like, oh, practice in Paris. I was like, that works. I was like, there's got to be, there's got to be loads of, there's got to be loads of ways to twist this up. And then, yeah, I had the same thing. I was like, he's probably thought about this. I should probably just keep, keep it simple. Um, but mate, it's, it's great to have you on. Last time you were with us, we were talking about uh, the streets. Yeah, man. Brand Don't Come For Free album. And it's so funny because it's one of those things like when I when I listen to the album now, it just, just takes me back to the conversations we were having about, about that album and your creative process and the way that you're thinking about it. And yeah. so it was timed perfectly when I saw that you put out the other day, like uh, anyone want to, any outlets want to have me on to talk about the album? I was like, yes. I was like, let's, let's do it because it would be great to talk about your new project, um, the album Vision. Um, and we can we can hear it straight from the horse's mouth about what you're doing. So yeah, let, let's cut straight to the chase. The new album. Mm. Um, mate, first of all, congratulations! Thank Amazing you. project. Like I said in the um, in the intro, that wasn't just um, for me to try and like fit more stuff in. I, I genuinely think you're the hardest working person. Uh, in the industry at the moment, I think what you're doing is amazing. We'll talk a bit more about that, but it's a, it's a great piece of work, mate. Really enjoyed the album. Um, how's the reaction been so far? Because it seems like on social media, it's just it's popping off, which is great. Yeah, the reaction's been cool. Um, it's it's kind of surprising because I kind of gave everybody the singles beforehand, so you're you're always going to be like they've heard the tracks anyway, so there's nothing really to surprise anybody. Um, I think it was like, there's only one track that I left off that I put the title track that I left off and. That's been cool. Like people been hitting me about that one, being like, "Yeah, that's that's sick. It should be longer. I need more of that," um, which is cool. But also, just people just hitting me up, like, "Oh my!" I actually had a conversation with a big A and R DJ, radio guy, industry powerhouse, and he was like, "Bruv, radio, that's the track." And I was like, "I put it out last year, and no one cared." <laughs> like literally, that's yeah. probably one of the lowest streaming songs I've got um, with a feature artist. That was the one I put out. And I was that was the, the reason I put it out first. Um, that was the first single of the album, really. The reason I put it out first, apart from practice, was because I was like, this is the best song on the album. So I put it out now. Everyone's going to go crazy for it. And I put it out, and it was just crickets. Like, no one really cared. And then now <laughs> people are hitting me up like, yo, this track is sick. And it's just like, all right, I see what, I know, I know what's going on here. But that's kind of like, even the way I do my rollouts, the way I do things like that is because I understand that people don't always catch things the first time. There's a lot of music going around. There's a lot of people, people releasing things every day. A lot of things get missed. Sometimes you might need two or three times to someone hit you with something for you to go, oh, okay. Oh, right. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So even with this this project is and the way I've released music, it's done in a way for me to be able to get you at least three times. At least three times, there's going to be opportunities of the year for me to go, yo, you might have missed this. And that's why I do um, things where I do it. And the reaction has been sick though, man. Yeah, I, I must admit, I, I think like it's um, it's kind of a symptom of 
the streaming era, if we want to call it mm. that. I don't know if that's the official phrase. Uh, but like where there's so much material, like there's so yeah. much to choose from, right? There's so many like playlists that are like curated. There's so many like artists to follow. There's so many people to keep up with. So it's really difficult to keep the momentum. And you're right, stuff that gets like missed isn't because it's not good. It's just because there's so much there. Yeah. And it's it's like you're you're constantly as an artist, you're constantly fighting against like your own releases, right? You you have to release so much in the streaming era to 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 kind of keep up with the demand. Um, but it does mean that stuff gets missed. So I'm not surprised that now that album's dropped and people are listening to it in like full form, that yeah. they're going like, Oh, I missed that like yeah. first time around and like I picked that up. But for, for me, I, I had the same thing. There were there were tracks that I know were out that I like saw the promo at the time for the singles, and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then when I was listening through the album for whatever reason that track just like resonated with me more yeah. that time round so i get it but it's been um, it's been nice to see as well that um people have been buying up like physical copies or like or sorry not physicals but like downloading basically tracks they'd they'd already got from the singles yeah. and then getting the album anyway which is nice is, to see right it's crazy man because there's people that have throughout me been releasing these singles they've been on my bandcamp and they've been buying every single one and obviously on Bandcamp, I think each each track is a pound or whatever, because that's the lowest I can put it for. Um, and they'll buy them for like five pounds each track. And then when they, someone bought the last single, the last one, I'm like, yo, bro, it's dropping next week. Bought the last single for 20 pounds. Was like, nah, man, wow. I just want to give you 20 pounds for this track. I'm like, all right, cool. Then the singles, the album dropped, and they're buying they again, they're buying the whole album again for like seven pounds or some of them paying a bit extra and then the, the the cds out as well they're buying that so there's a group of um i guess hardcore supporters that are just kind of saying you ain't getting enough money man like i'm trying to give you more and trying to support you the best way i can um and that's always it's that's always cool to see like for me i'm never i'm always just like nah man you don't have to do that but it's cool that you that you do um but it's always good to like know that you've got that support I think that yeah, mate, and uh, it's really like it's heartwarming to see when you, like from from the outside, I see the effort and time that goes into it, and like mm. you know having spent a bit of time with yourself and some other like artists like you know T Tony D or uh, None the Wiser or the, these people or any of the people that we've had on Jada Virgo, people that have come on like the craft and the time and effort it takes not just to make the music like to be creative, but to mm put that music out there and actually like all the work that goes behind the scenes i know also you do all the uh, videography for your, for your own stuff and for other people it's a lot of work like yeah. it's a shit ton of work um and so for, for people that like artists and people that support like yourself i think that's we have to like all of us that enjoy people's music like that's the way that you actually support what you like because streaming I think is like in a lot of ways it's like been amazing for the listener, but I think for the artist it's 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 stifling a lot of creativity and like stifling a lot of what people are doing. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a lost leader for on the yeah. as a consumer. I love it. I love the fact that I can check whoever's album out whenever it's out. Um, it's easy to consume music. I love that part of it. As an artist, again, yeah, it's a lost leader. I don't I don't count. I don't look for streaming to earn me money. Um, streaming is really there for one reason. It's there as social proof. So it's really just there for me to be like, yo, guys, the album stream, 50,000, whatever. You know what I mean? People like it. And then you'll get a few people who haven't listened to it yet. Like, oh, 50,000. Okay, I might as well give it a listen. Yeah. And it's like, that's the only reason it's there for. And even with, even with Spotify being the biggest streamer, 
Spotify never gives you a, a clear cut view of how you're really doing in music. Apple um, analytics are a lot better for that because what you can see is really just who's really just listening to your music for the sake of listening to your music. Like they, they don't, on Apple, no one knows what you're streaming. These are the songs that people are re really like. So it's always cool to see a, a song might be doing really well on Spotify and not doing anything on Apple, but then vice versa. There's songs on, that are doing really well on Apple, like uh, Mug. Mug is doing sick on Apple, but not too good on, on Spotify. But again, it just shows you that there's like a, there's still a market out there for that song. Um, so yeah, man, stream, streaming is, is, is a double-edged sword. Yeah, 100%, especially if like, I, I do this every time, like, from time to time, I'll think of like a landmark artist like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. And I'll try and find the most trash song that has more streams than his like best song. Because <laughs> it just like, it just to me, it's just always a reminder that the, the streams are not a signifier of quality music. They're a signifier of all those things you stated, right? It's like marketing campaigns and budgets and sometimes just algorithms and computers just sitting in a corner playing a track over and over. Like people buy go. that shit, right? Yeah. So it's it's not a marker. And mm. I, find, I find it like a really interesting, like, yeah, from a consumer's point of view, it's been amazing. But for artists, so if you look, if you if you like Genesis Elijah or, or your favorite artists, go and support them. Like buy their stuff, like buy yeah. the merch, go and do the tours. Buy the physical copies, like it will um it will help to support people, which is good. Let's um let's just take a step back. Let's um talk about like how you would actually describe this album to people who haven't heard it. Um it's a grime album. I might need practice before I slap this rhythm and kill it, man. I've been on madness, villainous badness. Cover my mic with a stab vest. My mind's never been average. Devilish tactics live, but never been backwards, man. Wanna act all actress till they get back. Fist laid on the canvas. We don't sleep, but take it to the mattress. Shout to the godfather and his holding. How many man got took off the roting? Rip from the street to a studio shouting. Local kings on a global thing. Local queens got the door rolling. Open the door, put rhythm and soul in. No sitting holding my hands out moaning. I don't want no bits. I want the whole thing. No, it ain't practice. Man, I just wrapped it, body bag packed it. Body by plastic done, I've been active, body all match fit, three heads off one bar, that's a hat trick, crowds go batshit, when I go hard, you squares are pants, I'm a star like Patrick, Swayze goes with a hatchet, crazy go, if you're a catfish, mate, I'm goals, I'm established, known and accomplished, over for nonsense, my tolerance levels are over, responsive, salt on the nose, but the flow is obnoxious, cold and frozen, with so many options, they don't want to know, cause they know I'm a problem, that's solving, they solve every hopeless, will cost them more than it grows, and it shows, cause my cost is more for a show, I'm the goal, I am not them, please, I'm a top 10, they don't want to mention me often, cause on or off beat, I will off them, off topic, they don't want to deal with me not Jen, I knock them off for the scene I'm a top pen and I ain't even got pens Top pedigree, I'm a godsend I send you to God, we are not friends Chop limbs off, leave a rhythm in shock I just hop back into this gram thing I don't need practice Like, that's just the most simple way to put it Um had a, a, a meeting early this week And one of the problems they were saying They were like, who is this album for? Like, who's it aimed at? And I was like, I guess it's aimed at people who, who like grime music But also kind of like rap and they were like nah see it's too many it's too it's too different and this is the problem i have as an artist i make music for me and people like me and when you're dealing with like industry they'll be like well what audience are you appealing to are you appealing to drake's audience or are you appealing to get's audience forgetting that the same people that listen to gets also listen to drake also listen to wu-tang also listen to skinny Matt, like also don't just listen to hip hop listen to all different genres as well so to me that's the, the the vibe I go in when I go to create the foundation of this album is a grime album that's how it started and if you listen to um, how I've sequenced it the first like seven tracks or whatever these are gr these are grime tracks yeah. 
um, then it kind of switches up a little bit and then you kind of have like uh, a few like influence where grime comes from. So you get a bit of garage in there, you get some some early sounding um early sounding grime like original with Maxwell D is a real is a real like early sounding grime track. And then we just switch it, we just move, we go to to just a totally different vibes. Songs like These Days is a is something different. Um but again kind of has it's still a grime tempo. Um but I would say yeah at the heart of it it's a it's a grime album. Yeah, and again, like I think that's that's one of the things that's frustrating. Like from from my perspective, like one of your biggest skill sets is is your versatility. Actually, the first interaction we ever had was you put out a I don't know if it was like a clip, like a video, or just an audio, but it was basically like a, you going over boom bap, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, who wants to hear more of this? So I was like, fucking hell, this is unbelievable. So I was like, yeah, me, like I want a whole album. And you're just like, nah, mate. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's gunned me. He's, fucking, he's gunned me here. But like, and then the next thing I heard from you was like, like grime track. And then like, like newer hit, like it was just, I was like, wow, like this guy's like, can do everything, right? Now, no one should want to stifle that. Like from a, from a fan's perspective, you should want to hear that versatility across those different things. So it's always disappointing when you hear like, again, it's like industry people that don't understand necessarily. And you make such a good point about people like different artists in that, yeah. like within that side of, of music, like why pigeonhole it down to that? And yeah, that's, that's frustrating to hear. Um, but I would say that as a grime album, which I, I like, that's how I see it as well. You're right, like it comes out of the traps. Like there's no it just it's it does what a grime album should do, right? I think it, it yeah provokes an emotion. because I, I wanted it to be hype. Like I wanted it to be um spe- especially coming off the back of, of Blurred, right? Because Blurred was really made um while being in lockdown, stuck inside, can't really do much. So I, the, the tracks on there were a lot more there was a few kind of like, you know, what I mean you can party a little, you know what I mean, jump around in your house, or whatever. But a lot of them was was quite deep, introspective, and the sound was a lot darker. Um, especially the, just the way I sequence my albums, I was it's always a story. So it starts at one end and finishes at another end. And when Blurred finished, Blurred was like just dark, depressing. Um, the last track on there, Burn, was just like some horrible. Like I hate the fucking world. Mm. And so when Vision starts, Vision is that we're about to be outside now, yeah. and it's about to be something different. Like I wanted it to be, okay, let's, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. And we, we start with, we start with blimey and it's just, it just hits you. It's like, I'm gonna give you practice just to get you into it. But yeah. then bli- when blimey hits, it's like, Oh shit. Okay. I need to be out for this. I can't be sat in my house listening to this song. I need to be in a car or somewhere getting rowdy. And that's the, the vibe I wanted to bring with it. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely got that, uh we're on the edge of summer feel to it right mm. like, I, like i feel like yeah this is this is an album that's going to get me into the mood for for summer which is going to go now into completely the other direction when i'm about to say what i'm about to say because I, I think i messaged you um on twitter the other day about uh these days yeah and basically um where i sit for work i was in my like it's basically in my loft so it's upstairs it's quite high up and uh, we've got a big, like, just one single pane glass window, right? And it was really sunny. And I was listening to the album, right? And go for all of, essentially, like, the, the grime tracks. And I was like, yeah, like, proper hyped. And then 
this cloud came over, right? And the rain started hitting the window, right? And I was like, it's like that meme of Joey when he's just looking out the window and the rain's running down. And strings just start coming in, right, on these days. And I was like, fucking hell. And it, it, what it reminded me of, it reminded me of, like, the streets. Because we were having this conversation. I was like, yeah. fuck, it was like a streets record. And I was yeah. like, but it's, again, like, it fits perfectly into that grime. And then, like, the way that the album sort of moves into some of the influences of grime and some of the offshoots yeah. of and so it, it's such a nice like moment in the album and yeah it was just like juxtaposed with the, the rain on the window and i was like proper getting the feels man and i was just like fucking hell this is su like such an emotional moment in this album yeah. that comes out the blocks and then there's some real like personal moments on this album as well aren't there one of these days we'll live like they do on them movie screens we'll get all those things we worked for you'll see just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams. Yeah. I want these days. I was a from the start, dealing with things that I couldn't really grasp. And I would always ask you for more, and you'd always give me more than I'd asked. But I'd throw it back in your face, then apologize, then say it's all in the past. Trying to give you my life, and at the same time, my life's falling apart. More than a dark will come to the light. You feel it inside when something's just right. And we come too far to just chuck it in right. And if I'm alive, you're the love of my life. Say, mum, I took my mother's advice. Whatever she's worth to you, double the price. Cause no one else stuck for the trouble in time. So now when I rise, it's just us on the flight. It was a comedy, cause we could barely afford economy. You wanted another holiday. Are you mad in this economy? But you work so hard. And not once did you get onto me and say, I know this is your dream, but it might not work out properly. One of these days, we'll live like they do on them baby screen. We'll get all those things we worked for, you'll see. Just hold on, I'll give you all your dreams. One of these days, we'll live like they do. I guess, well, like, what's your favourite track? Because now you've had a chance to let this album breathe a little bit. And what was your. Um, I guess your, your like process to sequence the album in the way that you did because it like it definitely like you said it definitely goes on this journey so like yeah what's your favorite track and, and, and what's the process of putting those sequences together yeah I think um these days might be my favorite track um just because of the sound and the, the content the feel of it and it's funny you mentioned the streets here yeah, because I didn't really clock that connection with it but if you listen to the beginning of um, Too Late. Mm. Um, I, I swear that starts with like just strings. Yeah. But like, and, and it, there's like, that way of making music is really kind of, it's in my DNA, man. It's like, I've spent so many times with the, with those albums, yeah? Um, we spoke about before, like Brand New Second Hand as well. Like, um, Brand New Second Hand and Run Come Save Me. Like, because I've spent so long with these albums, there's certain elements that, I take from them that I feel. So if you listen to Dreamy Days, so Dreamy Days at the beginning, you hear the string section of Dreamy Days, but it doesn't, it doesn't come in until the end of the album when they play the song. But those kind of string sections to me, I love those. They're, they're like, when you, especially when you're talking about what is hip hop, hip hop is, is beats and bass and uh, what's grime. Grime is that hard synthy sound. And adding the strings to me is always like, um, it's kind of cinematic. Yeah. And it kind of takes you away from it and gives you, brings it from another angle. So that little string section before, I think was, that was made totally separately. So the song was already made and I was like, nah, I want to have like a, a string section to come into it. And also the string section, it's not quantized either. It's just 
I didn't. It's just it's just the way I wanted it to feel. Like so, it makes it doesn't. You can't listen to it and go, right. That's when the beat comes. Nah, yeah. it doesn't do that. It just does what it does, and it's it's a it's a moment for you to just sit back and just breathe and be like, all right, cool. We've had some crazy rowdy music, but let's <laughs> yeah. just chill for a second. Let's get cinematic with it. So I feel like, yeah, that it's definitely one of my favorite songs, if if not my favorite. Um, the the process of of sequencing an album to me is really important, and it starts from it starts from the first time I start as soon as I start recording a project. So even from the, the next project that I'm already working on, the sequence is, is already in my mind. I know there's a direction. It's, it has to start somewhere, has to finish somewhere. And I know it's going somewhere. And then what I'll do is once all the tracks are recorded is I'll have a, a playlist and I'll put them in, I'll listen to it every day. And then I'll be like, nah, that one doesn't sound good coming into that one. That one needs to move or this one takes me out of the element. This one, I was kind of chilled and then it went crazy again. Like now I've got to bring that back. And sometimes you can't, it just doesn't work. There's, there's, yeah. I mean, there's only so many ways you can, you can do it. But for me, it's like, it's really important that one song really does feel like it goes into the next song. Um, and again, this comes from, um, this is a, this is a, this is a streets thing. Mm. When, he, a lot, when you talk about concept albums, there's concepts that you can, go that go right through there's even a concept that's going right through from when i dropped um uh creature from beneath the mainstream there's even a concept in there that was in this album and that goes into the next one like there's little things that if you really listen you you'll you'll catch but for me it all it has to be in order it has to it has to feel like you're telling a story there has to be a beginning the middle and an end yeah, and that actually leads me into my like next question, which is like the process of creating this album. But the specifics for me are like you've got this uh, Spotify playlist, which if people aren't following it, go check out Genesis Elijah on Spotify and go and have a look at the Fifty Three Weeks playlist and go and like subscribe to that playlist now. Um, I love this idea. I love this concept. I, it also makes me think like, when does this man sleep? Like this is <laughs> relentless. Like it's relentless. <laughs> And then obviously like the album forming like out of out of that. So like explain to me what was the thought process behind it and like how is that how does that work in terms of then creating those albums and, and just kind of like the whole concept really? Um the 53 weeks is almost is kind of like a standalone. So you can just have that and not really care about the albums, the order, because within the 53 weeks, the order is messed up. It's never yeah. gonna be like it's the 53 53 weeks is really made to this hit shuffle on the playlist and listen to whatever. Um, so I haven't thought of it that way. But the, I guess the birth of the 53 Weeks playlist was at the beginning of the year, I was trying to think, what am I going to do for this year? Like, what's what's going to be, like, the driving force? We've been in this situation last year, being in lockdown, and really not having a lot to do. And work was kind of, like, my my focus that's what keeps me sane so what I was thinking was well this year is probably going to be a lot like next year like we might get out of lockdown a little bit but at the same time I condition my mind to never to be like if we never get out of lockdown what what are you going to do yeah and my thing was when I'm just going to keep making music so I'm going to put out a track every week so there's 53 weeks of the year and for every week every Friday or I might change the day but every every week I'm going to be putting out a, a new song. Um, and it's cool, man. It, it just gives, it gives me focus. Um, 
And it's a bit, I like, I like a challenge, man. I like to challenge myself. I like to push myself. And it's funny as well because, like, even you mentioning it, you bringing it up shows that it does mean something to some people, right? Um, there's a lot of people that have hit me up about it as well. Like, this is a thing. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm having pushback from industry people being like, nah, you're giving them too much. You're giving them too much music and you're going to water yourself down. You're going to water, water the product down. And the thing, the thing that they don't understand is I'm like, I'm not a big artist, man. I'm just, I'm just out here doing my thing in it. So if I can see that this move is, is bringing more attention to me, then it must be a good thing. And for people telling me, nah, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, you're not making much sense because the only reason you're telling me not to do it is because you've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I mean, so yeah. it's like, let me just, let me just do my thing. Whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, whether you think it's too much, too much music, um, that's, that's neither here nor there to me. And I think of it from my point of view as well. I always said, oh, like I've, I've said this so many times here, yeah? if Skinny Man put out a track every week, an album every week, I would listen to the album. Yeah. If Drake did it, I would listen to the album. There's certain artists that I love listening to music from them and it doesn't there's no way they could water down the product because i am invested in them as an artist and as a person so for to me it's just for those people who really appreciate it like if you don't you don't certain tracks are going to hit certain tracks aren't going to hit again it's to me it's not it's not a loss because what else am I, i'm a rapper man what else am i supposed to do i'm <laughs> rapping it like what yeah. do we to do like <laughs> i make music so it is, it is what it is, man. But it's fun doing it. Like, we've had a bit of a... To date, like, the one that's supposed to be coming out on Friday was just... The master was just, just sent to me literally an hour ago. Oh, wow. Um, and just uploaded. So we're like... It probably won't make to Spotify on time. But we've had that, like, bare times. It's gone, like, a day late. But we're doing it, man. It's like, it's cool. It's, that's done. And now I'm thinking, right, what's next week's going to be? And, and while I'm doing that, I'm also thinking, how does that fit into the next album? How does that yeah. fit into the next project? Like, what vibe are we going with? And again, we're going with a totally different vibe for the next project. So it's just seasons. What you're going to get this year is you're going to get seasons from me. You're going to get the, the summer vibe. You might get a chilled vibe. You might get a boom bap vibe. You might get old school vibe. You might, so it's, it's going to move. And I feel like there's going to be something for everybody. Honestly, I love the irony of them going, fucking hell, have you seen that guy who's putting an album out every week? Let's get him in for a meeting. And then going, you know, you're putting an album out, uh, sorry, a single out every week. It's too, it's too much. much. It's like, yeah. hey, you, why are we having this conversation? I love that. Like, fucking hell. Take a look in the mirror. Um, also, just again, I, I think it's um, it's de- it's definitely a thing. Like, it's becoming a thing. I see it completely unrelated on my timeline. People talking about it, mentioning it. It's a really cool, interesting idea. Like, it's a concept. It's it's marketing, right? It's just an idea, something that people can get behind, and and it's it is creating a buzz. I think it's it's great, and also. We just get loads of Genesis Elijah, so so we. It, it kills two birds in one stone. Number one, it is marketing, yeah, and you, you because it's it's super. We live in a really noisy world, right? So you need to cut through the noise somehow. So having a lot of people have gimmicks or things that they can throw. Uh, little Nas X can do like the devil video, so it's got like a how do you make as much noise as possible, yeah? And a lot of people are, are going to use antics. Me, I don't really have any of that stuff. All I've got is music. So that's all I can do. All I can do is give you music because that's literally all I have and all I do. That's what I'm here for. Um, on the other side of things, it's just, um, yeah, man, it, it gives people something to to, 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 to talk about and um, something to look, to look forward to, man. 
Oh, yeah, sorry. Sure. Also, no, wait, it's another, it's another thing, another thing. Within the streaming era, to, to get more streams, you can do it one or two, one or two ways. I will say, yeah, if you, all you need to be a millionaire is a thousand ways to make a thousand pounds, right? So that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm just giving you, if I can't get um, uh, 20,000 20, streams on one song, then I'll give you 20 songs and get 20,000 streams that way. Like, to me, that's just the way I see it anyway. Yeah, for sure. I think like, and this is the thing, if you actually look at some of the artists in this era, especially in like, let's say like hip hop or grime, ones that are like doing really well and have kind of actually made their money and their success outside of streaming, but you streaming in a very particular way. I'm thinking of like Griselda, that group put an album out every other fucking week. It seems yeah. right. Right. They know like they get, obviously they get decent numbers, right? But in comparison to other artists, that's not yeah. their source of income, but the, the sheer volume of it in comparison to other rappers, like their contemporaries is, is notice people talk about it. They're like, Oh, they're putting so much out. Yeah. Like, is it going to, because it becomes a thing within itself. And then people go, right, well, when they're touring, I'm going to go and watch that tour now because they're getting yeah. so much more exposure. I'm going to buy the merch. I'm going to buy the like the, the album cover on a T-shirt. Like, I want to buy yeah. that now because I like that. That's not I, a thing. It's, yeah. it's merch as well. It's everything. I think it was, was it 38 Special? One of them put out an album, did an album every um, every month last year. Yeah. Like, the 12, the 12 albums, it's banging them out, man. It's just like, it's cool. And again, every, every single album, every single... Every single album project has a theme. Again, merch. It all it all goes together. And, and again, there's certain people that are gonna buy every piece of merch. There's a group that's gonna do that. There's a group that's gonna support. And really, that that's who it's for. And it's to me, it's um, it's almost like an unwritten contract, unwritten rule. It's like, listen, Jen, we like your music. We like your merch. Keep doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give you what you want, I'm, and I'm gonna give you as much quality as I can as well. Yeah, no, for sure, mate. I, th I think it's a classic case of like the streams are for vanity, like the merch, the physicals. That's for sanity, right? It's just a classic case of like all that other shit's just just noise. Um, let's talk about a couple of like the collabs on the album because there's some there's some stellar names on there. It's a great it's a great lineup. Um, you know, you got uh, Manga on there, uh, Harry Shotter's on there. There's there's some great collaborations. Like, how? What is the process like? I know obviously these people, some of them you'll have connections with just from from for, from time. Yeah. Uh, and others, obviously, I guess you had to reach out to. Like, what is your process? Like, how? You know, any interesting stories about how some of these tracks came about? Um, I think the one that's there's two that I, that I like how it came about. Me and Harry Shotter have been cool for time. Um, and I think the first time I met Harry Shotter, I was doing a show, and he was just chilling on the on the side on the side just watching. I'm like, wait, Harry Shotter's come to watch me. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and um, we've been we've been cool from from then. We done a lot of a lot of work together. Um, we done some youth work together, and I got to know him really well through that, um, which was really cool. Basically, um, there was a group I was working with, and they were like, who do you, told the arts of young people, who do you want to work with? And they said, Harry Shotter. So they messaged me and was like, yo, can you you know him? Can you get him down? I was like, I'll try. So I messaged him like, yo, Harry, you cool to come down to help these kids out? He's like, yeah, of course. And then we we kind of spent a couple of days together there, which is really cool. Um, and then I sent him, this was, this is literally, we're talking about three years ago. Three years ago, I made this beat, which was originally for the, the Grime 
duo, the Brotherhood. So I had a beat that I'd made because I wanted to do a track with them. So I've done this track. I don't know if I either sent it to them or they weren't feeding it or whatever. Um, but then I was like, let me send it to to Harry. Like, would you want to be on it? And the beat was like, the beat was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't a good beat. Like listening back to it now, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but maybe it was good for 2016 sure. or whatever. So I sent him the beat and he's like, yeah, cool. Sent me the verse back. Um, and I think uh, there was going to be somebody else on it as well. I think it was going to be Capo Lee or somebody. I think it might be Capo Lee because he was, he was, he came with us when we did the youth work stuff. So I was thinking, cool, I get them two on the track. Capo Lee, Harry Shutter on a ground track. That's going to be a shutdown. So um, Capo Lee didn't happen, but I still had this verse. So I've, I, when it came to doing this this album now, I'm like, and, and I'd never, I'd done, I'd done a couple of verses for it, but none of them had stood up to what Harry did because Harry came with murderous. His yeah. verse is murderous. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to, I tried to keep up. It just wasn't happening. So I sent him, we, we, we changed the beat, sent him the new beat, um, which was produced by Filthy Gears. I think Filthy Gears did a beat as well. Said, yo, Harry, what do you think of this? Like, yeah, man, cool, whatever, man. Do it. Well, I've, I've done my bit. Do whatever you want. So I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, and then we're just going back and forth and it's, it's never sounding right. I can never get my verse right on it. So when I'm recording, start doing Vision, um, Shapes had sent me, me and Shapes were, had, had like started working together and he just sent me, no, he didn't send me a beat. He posted a beat on Twitter and was like, yeah, I just made this grind beat, this kind of like, grime, drum and bassy beat. Like, what do you not think? And I went, I messaged him, said, bro, take this down, man. Send me that shit. Like, nah, no one else can have that. I need that beat, yeah? So I'm taking the beat. And this is like the end of 2019. Okay. So I'm taking the beat and I'll put um, Harry's verse on it and send it back to him. So listen to this. And he's he's gone like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, um, I was still trying to get another feature because I was I still wanted to, it to be like on a lot of the songs you'll notice is there's two other artists on there. So I wanted it to be like that. I wanted two other artists on there as well. Wasn't really happening. Um, so I thought, all right, almost a year goes by. It's time to release the album. That was the last track I recorded. And it's getting to the day where it's like, you gotta put a verse on that, bruv. Like, you gotta you got got stand next to Harry. Like, you gotta yeah, yeah. do it. So, I've um, I put on this, the, you know, that speech, that Al Pacino speech at, uh, on, um, there's a movie called, oh, what's the movie called? Well, yeah, well, it'll come to Any us given in a Sunday. Any given, Any given Sunday. That's yeah. the, so, Al Pacino does his speech here that, like, gets you fired up. So, I'm literally, I'm watching his speech. My wife is sitting down in the front room. I put this speech, I'm like, listen. I'm about to go in there, yeah? Like, warrior style, yeah? Warrior style. i got to go up against this verse. Like, i got to sign myself up. So I've got in, hit the, knock the verse out, boom. Like, literally the whole verse in about probably half an hour. Not even that, probably. Probably like 20 minutes. Just brrr, did the verse. Came out thinking, yeah. Like, I don't think I got as good as Harry, but I kept up with him. Like, I, I, did, what I, I did what I could do. Um, <laughs> I sent it back to Shapes. Shapes was like, mate, this is nuts. I, I, I don't know where it's going to go. 
Nah, nah, nah. The drop's gotta be mad though. Alright, cool. Hey, yo, shake. Cool. Blimey, cool. Blimey, cool. Blimey, try me. You don't want war. You don't want cool. Blimey, cool. Blimey, cool. Blimey, try me. You don't want war. You don't want. I don't really care about anybody. You wanna talk about it better when I never heard anybody. One bloody tune in the life, bloody busy bodies. While I'm too busy killing them back to back. Whether it's track to track, you wanna talk about shotty two bottles in my hand. Drink champ like no I'm not so Shut down, dance like a nutcase. MC's flipping, looking at me like fussy. Man, have no mercy. Corporate high thirsty. I penetrate beats like Louis C. Jersey. Going off goods, my don knows I'm dirty. The real definition of a thirty. Ask about man, the guy that you don't wanna take on. The DMV equivalent to Raekwon. Riding the rhythm so very eloquently elevating. Never gently going in and generating energy so elegantly. I'm to speak to me properly. Harry, I'ma be honest with you. I feel kinda nervous following you. I know a lot of man won't say, but I'm big enough to admit it, man. I'm a big dude. I'm a killer in the game, I've been killing it too. Let me finish this tune with a finishing move. Oh shapes, switch up the beat, let me show this man what Genesis do. Elijah the villain, no lie, just vibes on the rhythm, cold rhymes, both sound independent. Ice independent, no cold sign needed to get it both sides of my mind. Did it develop so nice with a pen, but I don't write. Just tell him, tell him if you send it for Jenny, you get a shell. I said this made a venom, I seven, yes, seven venom. I'm seven levels ahead, I'll be head and get him and shred him. This is nuts. So they sent it to Harry. Harry, what do you think, man? He's just like, yeah, man, sick. Let's go. And that's it. Like the track, the track was done. And it, it literally, in all this time, I've been trying to get my skills up to Harry Shotter's level, and he had literally given me a verse that he had done light. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally three years ago. Boom, banged it out. It was nothing to him. Like he's still killing other a million verses since. But um, yeah, it was sick to finally get it out there, man. Yeah, I mean, the energy, like, again, from not knowing the backstory of that, the energy of, like, you two on that track is is incredible. Like, I had visions of basically, like, you both just in there, just like, it's that one-upmanship thing of, like, oh, shit, it's like that. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> I need to bring this. See, I'm battling myself, and it's, yeah. it's cool, though, because that's the energy, the energy that he had on the track. And because we were having conversations as well, it's like... It, when I'm recording, it's like he's there. It's like that's who you got. You got to go up against it, man. You, you, you're going up against one of the best in the world at what he does. And I've said this many times. Like when it comes to any genre, as far as a technical rapper, Harry Shotter is up there. There's, there's, you might be able to mention maybe two or three that can that can do what he does in the world. Like. Yeah. That, well, in the English-speaking world, I can't speak for other languages. There might be some other crazy MCs out there, but for what Harry Shotter does, it's just, it's it's next level. I'm just like, my tongue don't even move that way. I don't even have, like, how do you talk that fast? Like, yeah. and, and with his, it's like, it's immaculate as well. Like, yeah. mine is a bit, a bit sloppy because it's just the way how I rap anyway. It's never the clearest. Like, that's just my style. But his is like knife edge 
crazy, man. But yeah, yeah. that was probably the, the biggest um, feature. Manga was the second one, I think, um, because I don't know manga. So I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of manga. Um, so we've got some we've got some mutual friends. Um, and we've got some, like, well, his, his cousin, actually. I used to go to college with her. So... We got some, we got some mutual friends like that. So it was, really, it was cool once the track was done to show her, yeah, be like, yeah. yo, yeah, we did, we did, we did <laughs> done, man. But um, I just messaged him. I was just like, bro, I'm putting this project together, and like, would you be cool for jumping on the track? And he was just like, yeah, cool, send me the beat. I was just like, all right, cool. But at the same time, a lot of people have said that. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of artists, Asha D, um, Capo Lee. Like, bare artists that were like Wiley, that were like, yeah, man, send it, we'll get it done. And they didn't get it done. So I never I never take that personally. I never take it as like a, it's not a diss. It's a, it's a thing where it's, I understand it because I do that to bare people. I'm like, yeah, I want to get it done, but then things happen. But yeah, so man, good. I, I sent him the beat. He sent me, one day I was in my inbox pinged and the verse was there. And I was just like, are you like, you can't be serious, man. I've got a, I got a manga verse. And I think, from once I had that, I was like, this project's gonna be, it's gonna be something special because it's got a stamp of somebody who I feel like is at the top of their game in a game that I'm trying to, really still trying to break into. Trying, there's a lot of people in the grand world that they know me as a rapper, but they don't know me on, on, on 140, 145. So it was cool to have somebody like that and be like, all right, how are we gonna, how, how does he match up? Like, how do you match up when you're when you're with these guys? Like, when you glove up with these guys, how does it how does it feel? You better take time, brethren. No returns when I start sending. Lyrics for lyrics, I'm calm. I can easily write your ending. I'm not scared of anybody out here. Looking around, there's no contenders. Nigging them there, no connection. No even previous contenders. I said I'm the best that I meant it. Real ups, too many to mention. Flows, too many to mention. Bigger in every dimension. The dimension. I'm always on my own thing. Nobody's apprentice. All offense intended. What you say, my brother? Then I want to mess with a real man killer. We are kill MC like Godzilla. Then I do like like. Yeah, and that, to be fair, mate, you more than handle your own. I think that uh, what works on this album. Again, I guess it's a little bit like the spacing on on the tracks as well, in terms of like how they blend, but also just like the the collaborations. They're they're good matchups in the sense of like they're either uh, the styles complement each other. Or like the Harry Shotter thing, like the energy's there and that yeah. di- that slight difference in style is what makes that track come alive. And so I think that that's, um, you've done a great job, I think, with the collaborations, like the mixer, the mixture of collaborations, the different types of artists you've managed to get for the project. And I think the fact that it's a, it's a grime album and having Manga on there, I think like you're, you're absolutely right. It gives it like that little bit of like rubber stamp to be like, yes, this is like a legitimate project that really brings something something fresh so yeah mate what well I, like, I wanted the new school old school so yeah i had like uh max or d i wanted somebody who was like if you talk about grime history yeah you kind of have to mention max or d of course um when you talk about who's who's really killing it now you got to speak about manga when you talk about again um guys who are like really really putting their, their mark on the game like rico rico dan 
Um, Rico Dan was probably the easiest one to get because he was just like, whatever you're doing, bruv, like, holler me in it. Like, he was just the coolest. He's the coolest, probably one of the coolest guys in the world. And he was just like, yeah, man, man's down. Like, it's nothing. Like, get it done. Um, Grim Sickers as well. Again, somebody I don't know, innit? Like, we got no... We got uh, a couple of mutual friends in common, but I'm just a fan. So I'm approaching him just like, bro, like, you know what I mean? I've got this track. Would you be up for doing it? He's like, yeah, cool. And then just... Sending the verses back was was really was really cool, man. Um, Isaiah Dreads as well, like, is a nuts one because at the moment Isaiah Dreads is up. He's a he's a big artist, but when I was when we were doing shows, he was like, I think he was like eleven. I did, <laughs> I did a show. I did a show. He was a kid. He had to, like he had to come with his mum. You know what I mean? And he was like, and it's cool to see. It's like now you're you are where I was then. But you at even even a higher level and a bigger level, and it was cool to just be able to make those connections. And um, if you look at my my discog my discography, you realize I don't really collab that much. Like I'm yeah. not a, I don't really collab with a lot of people. I'm anti, you know what I mean? I'm I'm I kind of stick to myself, and I'm a, I'm a control freak as well. And I I don't like waiting for things. I don't like waiting for verses. Um, I had I've had bad bad um, experiences working with rappers and other artists where the song has been done, but then the label won't clear it. Then it's just like, well, what's, I just spent all this time making these 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 songs. We're getting ready to shoot a video, the label won't even clear the clear the verse. Then it's just like, what's the point? Like, yeah. and to, so I had a bad taste in my mouth. And so since the last time I did a project with with artists with collabing that way was like, really was two thousand and eight really was wow. or 2009 was the last time I, I collabed with people outside of my circle so if you listen to um, private moments in public all the features on there they're my people they're my people that I can call up yo jump on the track man let's do this outside of this this was different because this was dealing with you know what I mean you do a song Manga and, uh, and Pav like you're not just working with Mango and Pav. You're working with their publish their publishers, the labels, all that. Everything has to be cleared. So, luckily, again, they made it really easy. They did it, made it really easy for all that to happen, where it wasn't a, it wasn't a big issue, um, and every single verse got cleared, and we're ready to. You know I mean, go through it, especially how I work as well, because I might call up Mango sent me the verse whenever he sent me the verse, but then I'm like, yo, it's coming out next week. It's like. Oh what oh yeah that track I forgot about you don't remember the track. I mean they don't remember they're doing their thing. Yeah. So it's it's very different when you're working with these big artists, you kind of gotta move a little differently. And because of the way that I move, sometimes there's a bit of a clash, but yeah, we got through it, man. Yeah, and, and to be honest, like like I said, it comes together so nicely on the album. And yeah, it's just uh it's great to see, man. It's great to see that people are are making you know, respecting the hustle, respecting what you're doing and wanting to be a part of that, I think is a testament to what you've been doing. So yeah, mate, well done. That's, that's, that's first class. Um, what's next for Genesis Elijah? Like when the world hopefully opens up, I saw it as well. You were like promoters, like I want festivals, I want tours. Like, how's that going? Like what, what can we expect? Like when could people come and hopefully see you live? Um, in my mind, I'm, I've kind of got July earmarked for my first proper solo show um there's no reason why i can't do it um it's just a case of finding a venue and uh getting some getting some uh, support acts and, and doing it really so and i mean something small um little maybe 
200, 200 capacity venue, something, something like, um, and then just building off that, man. Um, that's kind of the, the way, the way I want to go as far as festivals and that kind of stuff. We're looking at next year now. Yeah. Um, we've got a little plan that we're going to try and do. And then hopefully from then it will just be, we can just be a staple and just keep things, keep things moving. Um, but yeah, I really want to do more, more live, live shows. I've kind of got a, this weird, I don't know. I don't know if it's not even anxiety, man. I've got this weird, cause I haven't done live shows for so long and I'm, I'm like, I've always, I've always kind of, I don't know. I pride myself on my shows. And I've always said from, from years back, like when it comes to the live, the live show, I'm one of the best in the country, like straight up, put me in front of anybody, any artist, because of just the way that I do my live sets. My live sets are very, very live. Um, one of the problems I have now is I've got so much music to choose from. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's a set? What's a 20 minute set look like? <laughs> yeah. I just got a, a contract through um, earlier today, actually. And they were like, yeah, 15, 20 minute set. I'm like, what does a 15, 20 minute Genesis Elijah set even consist of now? Yeah. Like, where do we, where do we go, where do we go with it? Um, so it's, it's at the moment, it's kind of like, how do we refine what we were doing before? It's so different. It's so different. I think the last time, the last show I did was 2019. Um, and the, the setup, the setup was very different. It was very, it was more concert, um, more of a concept vibe rather than a rave vibe. And that's the direction I want to keep, keep going in um, with, with backing singers and live instruments, that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, what, what does it look like now and how do we take it to the next level? Um, and I'm being a perfectionist, man, it, to me, it just, it's gotta be right. Everything has to, everything's gotta be right. It's gotta be to, to the standard that I think the, everything else is because the music has, has, has gone up. Um, the production has gone up. The the mix quality, the sound quality, everything has gone up. The artwork has gone up. The merch is, everything's leveled up. So the live, the live show also has to level up and the live show was already pretty sick. So I'm just kind of <laughs> really just, that I mean, just put it on myself. Like, yeah. bro, it's got, it's got to be something different, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I, I think I like that's something that I've noticed kind of uh, like following your career in the last like year or so, like the levels, mate, the visuals, um, the, yeah. the, you know, everything from like the collaborations we mentioned, like the, the sound quality, like everything is just like going through the gears and it's just getting like better and better and better. So, so yeah, obviously like we're down to see a live show and um, yeah, hopefully like the world opens up and we can get some, get some live shows. It'd be great to come and see you there. So we spoke quite a lot about um, merch and like where people can buy physical copies and all that kind of stuff. Um, be great to, to hear from you a little bit more about like where people can go to get that stuff. Cause you've got, this is my hustle. It's like a separate project. Um, and obviously all the stuff we've spoken about in terms of the album and all the, the t-shirts and all the merch. So where can people cop that stuff? Um, you can get all of that from this is my hustle uh, dot shop or this is my hustle dot code UK. Um, I kind of obviously it's 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 my clothing line, but I've just kind of I kind of use it as like a a merch a Genesis Elijah merch store as well. Um, it just makes things easier to find. Um, there is actually a Genesis Elijah website, but we haven't we haven't put it made it live yet. 
Um, but we are going to do that really soon because there's a lot of stuff that I just want to put just on there. But yeah, you can go to um, This Is My Hustle clothing and you can find us and all the stuff's always, always posted up, man. There's always bundles as well, man. We do like a lot of limited edition bundles. We'll be doing that over the last couple of projects and um, they, they sell out really fast, but they're always kind of cool. There's always like a little something in it that you can't really get anywhere else. Um, so this... Have I got a cut? Uh, no, nah, I ain't got any here. But um, this this time we did sunglasses. So we got some vision oh, sunglasses. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we sold out in like, under a day. Like the bundles, they just they just went. I think we got. I might they, I might try to add a few a few more, but um, yeah, man, it's been it's been it's been cool. And that's that's like the way you can really gauge how how you're doing as an artist. Like that's the engagement. Like, are people willing to invest their money into your into your merch? The the streams and all that kind of stuff is is cool, but it can be manipulated. And you can, people can, you know what I mean? You can, people buy all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of marketing that goes, obviously I spend a lot of money on marketing as well. But when it comes to people really just actually buying into you properly, the merch is is, is the way it shows really. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like you say, it's, it's an actual, like solid investment. It's what we were talking about before. Streaming mm. is like, any, I can click on a song by accident, right? And someone gets a yeah. stream for that. But to invest money in in merch and products and follow an artist in that way, it's like that. That's really where it's at, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's good good to see that. Um, so we've spoken about now. Um, you've got your clothing line, right? You've got the music. You're doing the videography. Yeah. I know you're doing like voiceover stuff. Like you've been on yeah. some like big adverts and all that stuff. Also doing a podcast as well. I mean, when I say you're the hardest working man in the UK, <laughs> I, don't, I, sh- I should like just caveat that. But it's like not even in music, just like generally. Um, so yeah, do you want to give a little plug for the podcast? Because you know those people might want to want to check that out as well. Yeah, man. Um, the podcast kind of came about out of boredom again, man. Yeah. It's out of boredom and it's out of like. I never get to talk to my mates. We just work. That's all we do. We just, we literally just work. And I was like, well, I want to do a podcast where I just talk about, we can talk about anything. Who can it be with? So it had to be like Terry Hooligan had to be a part of it because he's, he, he started off as, you know, a DJ MC relationship, but in time it's become, you know what I mean? Best mates. And he's, he's, he's the, probably the only person I listen to. Um, if he says something, then it's like, all right, shit, that's that's what it is then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then AC as well. AC, I've known AC since I was a kid, pretty much. And um, he's he's a nutter, so it's kind of cool. He's our Carl Pilkerton. <laughs> so it's always yeah. good to kind of have someone with like a a wacky... He's going to have a crazy hot take. Like he, he doesn't live in the world that we live in, so it's always going to be something crazy with him. And uh, yeah, man, we, we've we've only just really kind of started. We're still early in the game, um, and it's called yeah, the, um, how you doing, mate? How you doing, mate? Podcast. And um, yeah, man, check it out. Like, it's not. It's uh, if you want to hear rants, man. If you want to hear me ranting, <laughs> yeah. uh, way too much swearing, way too much political talk. Um, yeah, it's it's but some but I don't know why some people like it. 
And it, you know what I mean? We, we, we haven't had too many complaints. We've had a few complaints about talking about violence and stuff, but other than that, it's been a, <laughs> <laughs> it's been cool. Yeah. The, the thing is with, with podcasting, I've found this out over the like couple of years that we've been like doing Notorious, is like, it's a couple of things. One, I've discovered, make it for yourself first, yeah. right? Because if you don't, if you're making it because you think that's what people want to listen to, it becomes really hard to be motivated by it, right? And so, there's that and then there's also like you've got to find a way to make it sustainable so like when you came on the first time we were looking at like classic albums like uk classics and and like us like hip-hop classics right mm. that's quite a like finite list that yeah, you start yeah. running down and you're like well i don't want to talk about like second albums of artists i like just because i need content yeah. so we kind of moved away from that model into literally just like let's interview people we like and let's just in between like every other week let's just talk about the headlines what's going on in hip-hop yeah. like something old something new and then just like a timeless like debate yeah. and since then it's like i think like the actual production quality has probably gone down like it's probably just like fuck it we're just around a mic talking but i feel like the energy and like the enjoyment is there and so i think what like what you've described with the pod is like people like that people like to feel like they're another seat at that table and That's so i think like that's yeah. what it's got to be about right you just gotta you gotta feel like you can pull up a seat and just listen because I always feel like when we when we used to tour, um, it would be, yeah, it'd probably be like me, Terry, AC and Terra, and maybe somebody else. And like the conversations we would have on these long three, four, five hour journeys would be nuts. Yeah. And like then the things that would happen there would be nuts. And you always feel like, man, someone needs to hear about this stuff, man. Yeah. And so this is just, it, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a tamed version of that. Obviously we can't, we can't go into how we, we try to keep it as, as uncensored as possible, but just our sense of humor, our sense of humor and today's climate just don't mix. Like yeah. we will get canceled straight away, <laughs> but yeah. like, it's still, you know what I mean? Like it's still pretty raw. Um, and I, I kind of want it to have, yeah, that, that space of now, nah, man, just like what, say what you think. And also, if there's a chance for us to kind of get real about ourselves and a subject, then we can do that as well. Cause the, that's the thing, like men don't really talk. These are, like I said, my two best friends. I know fuck all about them. Like mm. we just, because we don't, we don't talk that way. We, we know, we know about the big life um, things that happen. Yeah. I remember they're at my wedding and stuff, but apart from that, there's a lot of stuff that they don't, they don't really hear about. So to me, this podcast is really, us trying to break that down and you know what I mean how you doing what, what's going on in, in your week like how's things with the with the missus or the dog or whatever so yeah. um and, and I think you need that a lot more now in in lockdown where we're not having this the social side um of just living has almost disappeared so true uh, like it's funny what you said as well about like with, with getting to know your mates like if all the time when I like catch up with a friend like my missus real go to me like oh so how's his job and i'm like don't know she's like oh, how's the missus oh didn't ask really yeah. <laughs> right? if she goes to me like do you know like just like weird like what has he got any weird bodily features i'll be like yeah he's like inside toes like mangled from this thing like just nonsense like bullshit and, like bloke, blokes always talk about stuff in those ways like i know all yeah. the weird irrelevant shit about them but like their yeah. core fundamentals there's so many things about my mates and i'm like I don't know. Like, I don't know. And it's, um, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I, and I guess like, 
with it does need to change. Yeah. I don't know how it will, but I think I think the fact we even have these conversations is definitely changing. I think the, the idea of emotional maturity um is 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 something that we never used to have before. We it's it's almost like even if we don't know what's the right thing to do, we we kind of know there is there is a we're we're, we're moving in the right direction. Um and I think that's that's all when you talk about highlighting highlighting anything. That's all it is. It's like yeah, there's a there's a problem. Just saying there's a problem kind of helps you solve that problem. Whereas in the past, it wasn't even seen as a problem. It's like, what are you talking about? We're, of course, we're not going to talk about that kind of stuff. What are you a girl? Like, you know what I mean, like, it was it was the manly thing to do was to just don't talk about anything and keep everything bottled up and shut up. And we're we're realizing now that that's yeah not the way to go. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's definitely a healthy thing. I mean, I had an experience uh, last week. I'm going to share with you, Jen, and share with the listeners here, uh, where I realized that actually I had grown, like my emotional maturity has expanded. We're having our roof done, right? Scaffolders came, put the scaffolding up. Roofer comes, knocks on the door, and he's like, mate, can you um, can you just come downstairs? I need you to come on the roof so I can show you some things. And I was like, yeah. straight away, no hesitation. I'm too scared to go up there, mate. Like, I'm terrified. I'm not going up there. And he yeah. like to me like you're admitting that like yeah. most folks would have been either just gone up there shaking like terrified yeah. just bravado <laughs> of like a big like van of lads like going oh he's too scared <laughs> they were all there they were all outside and I just went I'm not going up there like I'm too scared <laughs> and they sort of like they didn't laugh they kind of smiled like fair play to him like he's just yeah. honest and it's little things like that that I've like definitely changed as I've got older I'm like 35 now I'm yeah. like I don't I'm not embarrassed to be scared of stuff or like to yeah feel sad about something anymore and i think that you're right it's, it's part of the part of the way that sort of men need to do better is we just need to be a bit more open a bit more honest more in touch with the emotions and if we can do that then we'll be in a better place so i guess for that kind of chat and maybe maybe the odd um you know story about violence check out check out the pod <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe um mate thanks so much for joining us it's cool, been like, honestly it's been my pleasure it's great to catch up with you as well it's been it's been too long and hopefully when the live shows are back in i can um i'll buy a ticket and we'll we'll catch up in person 100%. um new albums out vision go and get it go and check out genesis lies on spotify uh Bandcamp, all the places you can buy physical copies go and check out this is my hustle um and we will see you people very soon mate thanks so much if people want to follow you where can they find you on socials at Genesis Elijah, man, everywhere. I'm the easiest person to find as long as you can spell. Exactly. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Um, thanks for joining us and get ready for the next just part of new ting in a garage No, I can never be average The streets almost made me a savage They almost turned man savage No doubt I'm showing out Cause I know what it feels like to go without When you gotta tell boss man Yo, can I put that back? Cause you ain't got the whole amount What you know about when you just get paid But your overdraft just took the whole amount And you're a starving artist from the underground Putting pounds on your Insta for the overground I don't wanna rap about struggle no more So I hustle to the money when I struggle no more Come a long way from summer 04 Got a lot of nose and a lot of closed doors Nothing stop me, I've been running all sorts, got our own t-shirts, done our own tours, they didn't want to know, now they want to know more, didn't want to pay that, now they got to pay more, just parked a new car in the garage, spent the weekend in Paris, sent wifey Harrods, told her go do some damage, just parked a new thing in the garage, no I can never be average, the streets almost made me a savage, they almost turned man savage, just parked a new car in the garage, spent the weekend in Paris, 
Sent wifey Harrods, told her go do some damage Just parked a new thing in a garage, no I can never be average The streets almost made me a savage, they almost turned man savage Yeah I'm far from rich I ain't starved in a bit I remember the hunger It's hard to forget I remember the hardship It's hard to forgive Yeah, life's hard as it is As an adult I don't want it hard for my kids So I grow up hard That's what fatherhood is Make sure if they need And they ask I can give Generational wealth That's why I count better Than I'm able to spell Give them a fish They'll eat for a day But teach them to fish And they'll pay for themselves Never selfish I'm grateful as well That's why I help out If I'm able to help Cause I know how it feels Being skin And you ain't got a penny To save in the world Just parked a new car In a garage Spent the weekend in Paris Sent wifey Harrods, told her go do some damage Just parked a new thing in a garage, no I can never be average The streets almost made me a savage, they almost turned man savage Just parked a new car in a garage, spent the weekend in Paris Sent wifey Harrods, told her go do some damage Just parked a new thing in a garage, no I can never be average The streets almost made me a savage, they almost turned man savage